Hello, welcome to Otaku American. This is a podcast all about otaku culture through the eyes of us, myself, Michael, and my brother, LeVar. If you are unaware of what an otaku is, well, let's just say a person who enjoys anime, manga, video games, and cosplaying. To start, we're going to talk about the things that we're into right now, what anime we're watching, um, and what anime we uh, plan on seeing sometime soon. Me personally, I'm about I'm interested in seeing. Well, I've been watching Valbrave the Liberator. I've been watching it on uh, Crunchyroll for about I don't know, maybe two months. The anime is relatively new. Um, it's a mecha anime, um, which is basically anything that involves robots. Uh, I think it's pretty good. It's like up to episode 11 or something like that. Um, there's not too much else I can really talk about in regards to it. it. You know, it's best that people just see it for themselves. But so far, I'm really digging what's going on, the different character developments and everything else. Because I thought it was originally supposed to be some something like a some kind of random, like uh, like almost like a Gundam kind of uh, Full Metal Panic kind of ripoff kind of thing. But it turns well, out it's different from that. What makes it different from film, uh, Gundam? Yeah. Um, just the way the characters interact with each other. There's a lot more. Um, it's like mixing, like animes that have like, uh, what do you call that? Um, um, what is it like the love triangle kind of animes kind of thing? Oh. Whereas a character, there's a main character in which he's kind of a, a, a punk, you could say, and and he just happened to have two or three women just fighting over it. No, he has a girl who's best friends with and he um he uh he really has feelings for her and I guess she kinda has feelings for him. As it turns out she does have feelings for him. But um he he thinks she's dead. I think this is in the first episode. He thinks he's she's dead after uh an attack on the planet because they live on uh, one of those space satellites or something to that effect. So, you know, in this anime, everybody, 70% of the world lives off in um, space. So, you know, these kids all go to a school in space and everything. Nice. So, um, so the third, there's three factions in the anime. Uh, the, the main character lives in the faction called the Jory. And the other two, I don't remember offhand. I think one is Darkison or Do- Dokusin or some junk that. And um, basically, the Dokusons come to the other plant, come to Jory, and does a surprise attack. And uh, you know, basically, some other some other things happen, and he sees his friend die, and then he just all of a sudden this machine, this robot, comes out of nowhere. It's like underground or some junk. And he gets in the uh, machine. The machine asks him if he's human. He says yes, and then all of a sudden, the machine injects something into his body. And uh, now all of a sudden, these kids are just being taught. And now all of a sudden, he could just get in a pilot, a big robot, and just start flying and killing people like he's been doing it for years. Sounds like a military. Just yeah. Finally inject you with something. Are yeah. you human? Here, take this shot. What? Yeah, and it's, you know, crazy. And um, basically, he turns into some kind of, when he something happens to his body. Um, after he fought everyone and they, you know, were able to escape that situation. Um, something happened to his body, like something. The way I can describe it is like uh, when people who are uh, hypoglycemic mm-hmm. goes when their blood sugar drops, 
they need to take something in order for it to get back up. So basically, he turns into this monster that's relatively a vampire, and he has to come and he has to like basically bite people. He jumps into their body while his body's recuperating from what's going on with his body. So um, other stuff happens in regards to that later on in the anime, but. Um, so far, I'm really, really liking the anime. I was a bit surprised. So, LeBaron, what are you watching? Uh, right now, I just got finished watching Batman Wonderland. It was pretty good anime. It only ended up being about 12 episodes, though, and it's obviously not finished. And I was uh, actually doing some research on it to see if it was actually a season two, because, you know, the anime obviously came out about a year ago from today. And I'm looking online, checking all the boards, checking this, checking that, and everybody's like, wow... There probably won't be a season two anytime soon because apparently the creator of the anime and the manga actually got pregnant and is waiting to have her child or whatever. But I don't know when exactly that was. If anything, that should have happened already. So wait a minute, the, the person who makes this anime, the person who wrote that manga and the anime, mm-hmm. was a woman? Yeah. Because that usually, my most anime and manga isn't usually written by women, as far as I know. So, that's maybe something I might want to get into. This, uh, this what, one actually ends up being really interesting, though. What exactly is it, though? Well, basically, it's about a kid who was in high school, and some being showed up at his high school and killed all his friends while he was in the classroom. So, he ended up going to jail for their murder, even though he didn't commit the crime. He ended up being framed for it, and there was some video surveillance footage that was altered to make it look like he admitted to it. And this guy goes to jail, and he goes to a jail, just happened to be Dead Man Wonderland, some new privately owned jail from the state of Japan. Should I say state? Well, anyway. Country. Country. So, he's in jail, and he meets all these weird, crazy people. And a little further down the line, he gets to a place called G-Block, where other people have special powers that he just happened to have after that initial attack because he was infected with... It's kind of like like how the T-Virus works its way through your body and makes you do weird things. Mm. The T-Virus from what? Resident Resident Evil, Evil, right? Yeah. Kind of. Mm-hmm. And he ends up getting special powers to, you know, fight other people. And it just so happens the special power is actually fueled by his actual blood. So he has to cut himself to actually use the special powers. And apparently there's like a whole entire cell block of people that have the same special powers. So they end up battling each other because of the warden is some crazy guy. And he has the whole Dead Man Wonderland Wonderland thing like aired across the whole country and he has people actually come and they sit in an amusement park and they're watching they they're watching the inmates get killed and maimed and they're thinking, Oh, this isn't real, this is just entertainment. And he's down there running the race with the inmates, watching them literally get sliced in half and he's like, I can smell the blood and the death all around me and these people really think this is entertainment. So he ends up meeting a girl named Shiro, who apparently is a childhood friend that he just happened to forget about. I mean, this girl is weird enough as it is, but she's actually ends up helping him and trying to save him throughout the entire thing. Mm. So it's actually pretty good. I, I recommend it a lot, even though it's obviously not finished. 
is a really good one. But it's like 12 episodes, though. Yeah. But unfortunately, a lot of anime, um, sometimes the season is like 12, maybe 24 episodes, but sometimes that's all you get. It's, it's 12. And it's like the anime is never finished, so you it's up to you to read the manga. Because usually the manga goes well beyond the anime. You know, most anime start being manga and they go through like multiple volumes until someone decides, hey, this sounds like it should be a good uh, a good anime, let's make this an anime real quick. And then they make an anime, if it doesn't sell, then, you know, they're not coming out with another season. So, to change gears a little bit, uh, let's talk about some, uh, you obviously finished seeing uh, Dead Man Wonderland. Uh, me personally, I just finished watching uh, Level E, which is about this alien prince that comes to Earth, and you know he comes to Earth. Basically, he was running from something, uh, and he comes to Earth and he meets this uh, guy who comes over to uh, the town that he crash lands in, and um, this guy is a baseball player, and he. Uh, he makes it, this alien makes it seem as though everything is like he's, you know, all soft, he's like a soft alien, and he seems like scary, and all this other stuff, but throughout the whole anime, he just seems off, mainly because this alien is actually a prince from another planet, and he's like one of the worst types of princes in the world, he does things just so that other people can suffer, because he thinks it's funny, so in other words, he's pretty much a butthole, and, um, is, you know, the, the anime itself does parodies. The be- anime is really nothing but a big parody. It makes fun of a lot of different anime genres. It even makes fun of, uh, I believe it makes fun in one one or two episodes, in an pe- episode arc, it makes fun of Power Rangers and things of that nature. So it's just out of control. The last episode was funny as crap. Um, I recommend seeing it. I know I saw it on, um, I think I saw it on Sony, something from Sony. Um, I'm sure you can see it on any of the websites that they have on online or whatever. Um, I saw the English dub. I didn't see the sub, uh, the uh, the original with the subtitle. So, you know, I'm sure the original with subtitle is probably funnier because you know, just the way things are. But um, let's uh, change gears and um, let's uh, have you listen to your first uh, first song. Uh, that song will be Zero 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 AM by Acid off of the anime Tokyo Majin. I believe Tokyo Majin is on uh, Netflix. It might be taken off because lately Netflix has been wilding and taking a lot of anime off their uh, off their uh, salt off their program. What is that called? Off their uh, off their basically off their uh, yeah their lists and. Um, I think that sucks because that's really the only reason why I got Netflix to begin with was because of the anime they had. You know, I watch some of the other stuff that's on Netflix, but you know, not all that often. But here it is, Tokyo Majin, double double, zero 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 AM by Acid.
Okay, that was 000AM by Acid uh, off of the, uh, I believe it's the title track off of um, Tokyo Majin. So, uh, what we're going to talk about now is video games. Some of the video games we're playing currently and some of the video games we plan on playing sometime later. We may also touch upon the uh, Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 and maybe a little bit of the new Android uh, game systems that are coming out. So, without any ado, what's the uh, game that you're playing currently, LeBear? I am playing one of Xbox's original games, Jade Empire. I've actually had it when the original Xbox came out. I've had a game since it came out. And I re-downloaded it again for the Xbox 360. You know, it's still just as fun to play. I just love the game. You can go through it. You can make choices. You can be good, bad, neutral. It's kind of like playing Mass Effect, except you're staying in pretty much medieval Japan. And basically what's going on is, you know, you're a guy that you're, when you were a baby, your home village was attacked by the emperor and his underlings for one reason or another, and I won't reveal right now. So you are the lone survivor of your entire Tribe, I guess I should call it. Mm-hmm. And you get uproar in a martial arts style dojo by a guy whom you thought was, you know, the guy who saved you and he raised you and he taught you how to fight and all that, yes, that and the other. Mm-hmm. And that ends up not necessarily being true. There's a whole lot of uh, mystery and drama going throughout the entire game. I really recommend it a lot because the game's fun to play and it's relatively easy to play too. What kind of game is it by chance? It's a role playing game. It's a role playing game. Is it like Mass Effect role playing or is it like a JPRJ RPG game? Well, it's like Mass Effect except with no guns. So there's like a, it's like a third person shooter. Kind of, it's hand to hand combat. It's hand to hand combat, like a regular. Uh, you see the, you do you see the guy? Do you see his fist, and, or do you see the whole person? No, you see the entire person. So it's a third person. Okay. Uh, I played that game a little bit. I just wasn't really too into it. You know me. I'm not really one for RPGs all that much. It has to be like a phenomenal RPG for me. Not saying that it's not phenomenal. It's just it that is. to yeah. me, maybe it was because when I played it, it seemed a little slow, and I needed for action to go by a little quicker. But me personally, I'm currently playing NBA 2K13. You know me, I play sports games all the time. And uh, I'm playing NBA 2K13, and I'm also playing um, NBA uh, Dust 514. Yeah, Dust 514, which is uh, a game that's a, it's an MMO free-to-play on PlayStation uh, itself. And it's um, basically a first-person shooter. And you're shoot, you're playing against other people who are playing as mercenaries. Um, the game is tied in 
uh, completely with uh, a game that's been on an MMO on PC for like years. And that game is uh, what Eve Online, I believe. It's Eve Online, yeah. and Eve Online is like really like a, a space like trading sim where you make up your own camp company and. You do uh, you do mining expeditions and stuff like that on the space on not on space on um, different planets within that universe. So where Dust Five One Four comes into play is when uh, a company decides they want to go into a planet and mine. If there's another company already there, then there's a battle within Eve Online. Um, they used to just have it where. Uh, a, they had some kind of battle arrangement in that game. What they decided to do was make Dust 514, in which you have all these console players who enjoy playing first-person shooters. So now the battle is done on Dust, on these planets that these people want. Um, when the players are playing in the um, game, like I played in a game in which I'm playing in the game, and I'm battling against the other mercenaries who are working for the other company, and out of nowhere, this being like, um, what's that? What's the beam in um, Gears of War? Uh, the Judgment Hammer? Or what the is Hammer of Dawn. The Hammer of Dawn, where a beam of light just comes out from a satellite. The same thing happens in this game. Uh, the companies have like um, ships and things that are hovering above uh, in the atmosphere or hovering in the space, and they shoot beams of light into the uh, game space. They have fire that kills. And it's ridiculous. Like, you see, like, the planet, like, the game starts to shake, and the planet gets all crazy, and people start running around and not realizing what's going on. Oh, no, now, away. when the light hits the planet, it, the people who they... Uh, company who's on that side of the company they kind of already know it's happening but as being the person going against that like i saw that i was like oh this is a whole nother kind of game for me so but other than that you know there's a lot of um it's free to play the only way people actually end up paying for stuff is when they um decide they um want to get certain things certain things that uh you could buy on their website or buy buy on in their game space in their um store but it's not one of those games that's um, pay-to-play, which a pay-to-play uh, game is anything in which you can buy all the the best stuff in a game, and then you just literally kill other people on a regular basis. If if you have the most money, like real currency, you could buy the best weapons. No, this game doesn't work that way. The the weapons are balanced, whether it's a weapon that you buy with their credits through making playing a game, or whether it's money that you actually earn in real life and then spend on the game either way you don't you know the people who bought using real cash money don't just destroy everybody in the actual game i feel that it's easier it's better for the person who actually plays the game gets the points and gets the currency from within the game and buy the same level if not better uh equipment because then he first has the experience, second he has the actual uh, weapons that are on par with the person who's just buying the game, buying the weapons with the money he earns rather than actually earning the experience from playing the game. So those are the games that we're playing currently. We both actually like, we both have two games that we actually want. One already came out and the other one is about to come out. And the one that already came out that we're really uh, geeked up this playing is uh, Defiance. Defiance is out on I believe PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. And, and Defiance, 
Yeah, and the PC. And Defiance is all based upon um, the TV show that's come out on, um, what is that, Sci-Fi or USA, one or the other? I thought it was Sci-Fi. It might be Sci-Fi Channel. I think I have it downloaded on my um, PlayStation. But um, I haven't yet seen it. But um, Defiance is a, a game in which... Um, what Earth? Something happens to Earth. Uh, these aliens from someplace else comes to Earth, and when they came to Earth, they tried to uh, live on Earth with people. But then um, there was a fight. You know how humans have an issue onto themselves just within race. So imagine if another, you know, alien body comes in. You know, it's going to be all, all hell's going to break. <laughs> it's going to break loose. It's different. I don't understand. Kill it with fire. Yeah, Relax, so okay. they pretty much try to terraform the planet of Earth. So basically what happens is the Earth is now, you know, you have some cities like San Francisco and New York and other, other cities, but then outside of those cities, you know, well, within the cities is devastation. Outside the cities, you know, it's like a wasteland. you got like, it's almost like you referred it all the way back to when the, um, like the 13 colonies type stuff. So, uh, but the MMO allows you to be as, uh, I believe they call them arc hunters because what happens is the up in space, there were these, the arcs, which is where these aliens were coming from. And a lot of them were destroyed. So they're floating in the atmosphere. As time goes by from time to time, they fall onto, into the earth. So when they fall, when the arc falls, um, our hunters are there to find out what kind of tech and what kind of information are on these things. So I played the beta. I really enjoyed the beta. The reason why I didn't buy the game yet is because it's 60 bucks. And I'm used to MMOs being free. So I'm probably going to wait until it gets down to either free or maybe $20. And then I'll end up getting the game. I think $3 sounds a lot better to me. How much? Three. Three, yeah, there's no game that's going to be $3. It's yeah, just a hype dream. So, unless it's like uh, the Doritos Rush game that came out on uh, place on Xbox, and I believe that was free. So, they came out with a sequel, which I was really surprised to see. But uh, uh, I'm pretty sure you get a Dreamcast game that's $3 now. Yeah, but who actually, like, who sells Dreamcast, period, in the that's store? Exactly. Like, Walmart doesn't sell that. So, what's the point? Yeah, that's the point. Um... But uh, outside of that game, we both like uh, Saints Row 4. Saints Row 4. I like Saints Row 4. I'm I'm stoked that another one is coming out. Um, I really want to play this game. But I kind of miss the fact that they don't have a storyline anymore. It's just mainly just like... You have, you oh, like, in the first and second game, you have to work your way to getting some of the good things. Whereas in the third game, you already had it right off the bat. So there was really no work. It was still fun. It was still fun, and it was things that I enjoyed doing in the game. But you just, there was no storyline, really. And then it was real easy to just get a hold of things, you know. How many times are you going to really hit a person with a dildo? Like, within, you know, within, you know. The time frame in which you have this game before it gets really dull. I'd rather have a little storyline and then also do some random stuff. But I guess if you want to play a game that's an open sandbox game that has a storyline, I guess there's Grand Theft Auto 5 coming out, so you know, you can do that. You know, you know, the funny thing is, I would play Grand Theft Auto and 
I could only play it and really enjoy it for about 20 minutes before I got too bored and just had to turn it off. Whereas if I play Saints Row 1, 2, or 3, I could literally play that all day and not get bored. I always found that kind of weird, but that's just how it is. Well, I don't see it being weird because Grand Theft Auto, any of the Grand Theft Autos for that matter, they, um, they're extremely slow. They're like, you have to do little menial jobs before you get to do some real stuff. Whereas Saints Row, you, you know, Saints Row 3, you're fighting people in, in the sky when you came out of a plane. So, yeah. you know, if it, it doesn't get more action packed than that. And that's the very first uh, thing you're doing in the game. Well, actually, the very first thing you're doing in that game is a bank robbery, which makes no sense because they're celebrities. So, you know, it's like they go and do bank robberies hey, every at least uh, week. They had big head celebrity heads on, and they were running through the bank. Who wants to be me? They're like, I do. Here's the money. I was like, you guys are stupid. But the game is quite entertaining. Whereas, you know, yeah, it, yeah. Okay, PlayStation, Xbox, that those two games in particular, Grand Theft Auto, as I'm playing it, the game just seems to get drier and drier and drier. And I mean any moment you could you could be in between missions. Get out of your vehicle, stand in the middle of the city or park, then just look at the way the game looks and it just looks so dry and boring. Whereas if you play Saints Row, you don't even have to be in between a mission. It, you, any given moment, you could see people get run over, people crash into each other, explosions just explode. And you're standing there watching. And I think the best part is the random things that the NPCs say when they interact with each other. Even when they interact with you. They say the most off-the-wall thing you could possibly think of. You see one dude that's real big, and he walks over to another guy, and you know they have the two different gang colors on. Mm -hmm. He's like, "Yeah, purple's for bitches. What you want? Come with it." <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And he's doing the gestures like, "Yeah, what? Come on." Yeah, that, <laughs> that is doesn't crazy. happen in um, and Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, it doesn't. I it mean, just you, doesn't. Yeah, you might be walking down the street. What, what actually made me first play Grand Theft Auto was when you were playing it one day and you're just walking down the street and you just randomly punch a guy in the face and he goes, I'm looking at a dead man. <laughs> I mean, that was entertaining enough, but... All they don't he, do that anymore. All he did was say it and that and was he, it. He, didn't he just stood there and looked at me and waited for me to do something. And I'm like, is he actually going to do something? No, whereas in Saints Row he'll say something like that, but just way more over the top, and then literally hit me with a dildo uh, bat. Yeah, he so, might pull a pipe, might pull a pipe bomb out. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, the kind of... Um, speaking of Xbox and PlayStation, uh, what do you think about the Xbox One as opposed to the PlayStation 4? Recently, I just found out that... Uh, Xbox One, the people from Microsoft are going to drop the whole DRM thing, which is the thing that will only allow you to play the game if you have an online consistent connection. They decided, I guess too many of the fanboys started complaining about it, and they decided, ah, no, no, we're just playing, you don't really need to have that. You know, you could play, you're going to play it online once, and then all of a sudden, you can play the rest of it. You don't have to play it online ever again. Or, um, 
basically what the console was doing was um, phoning home every but so often to find out whether or not you know you were playing powerated games really so I guess enough people complained about that and they decided that uh, it's not it's not important we'll we'll let you do what you want to do as long as you buy the console because me personally I was telling a friend at work I was gonna go out and get a PS4 because first of all, the PS4 is cheaper. It's like $100 cheaper than the Xbox One. <laughs> Secondly, it allowed me to play used games and everything else. It's not going to check back with um, the home office of Sony over and over again. So I thought that was a good thing. But now I don't know, considering they took the uh, DRM thing out. What do you well, think? Well, the way I see it, if I'm going to play $400 plus for anything, I'm going to do what I want to do with it. Yeah, I guess that's... I don't care That's what they say look. or how they feel. I'm the one paying over $400 for something. No, 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 no. I'm going to do what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear a lot of people's sentiment on that. They A lot of people feel as though, you know, with used anything, like if I buy a car, what I want to do with that car is what I want to do with that car. Yeah. I don't have to go back and talk to like I have a Honda I can't I'm not gonna go back and tell Honda oh by the way uh is it all right for me to do this that and the third on my car that I'm paying uh just got finished paying on yeah that I'm or, still paying you for yeah uh, is is it all right for me to do these things no so it's like the same thing with video games you know they're in your house you have a one-time fee you mean to tell me I pay four to five to six hundred dollars for this console and then you won't allow me to play anything that's pirated. Yeah. Sure, technically you shouldn't be buying pirated games. But if the games, if all the, excuse me, if all the games in this suck so badly, and there are only but so many good ones, you know, I wouldn't mind forking over forty or fifty dollars. But sixty dollars, that's a little bit too much. At least they said for the new consoles, they're gonna um, stay with the uh, the first party party console games will only be like 60 bucks 59.99 you know when we change over from generations they usually up the price so it went from 40 to 50 to 60 where it's at now so that's a good thing i don't have to spend if i do go out and get whichever system i don't have to spend 70 dollars or 80 dollars for a game you know that'd be just straight out ridiculous so so what do you think about that Hey, I agree too. I mean, there are so many things that I could say that game companies still do to this day that make games terrible, but, you know, it would, it would just take all of today for me to explain everything that they're doing wrong. I mean, there are some obvious things that game companies should know not to do just from common sense. I mean, we every almost every game console that has come out in the last five, ten years, they all have had at least four ports for multiplayer mode. What do you mean ten years? Because we're like, in this generation we're in, it's like eight years now. So you uh, like, like ten, ten like five to ten. Yeah. yeah. But still, that, that aside. But we don't really need four ports anymore as long as you, because the PlayStation 4 really don't have any ports. So, yeah, what, the, I, what I'm getting at is there is no reason to ever make a one-player game ever again. Well, some some manufacturers, some uh, game developers enjoy and only make one-player games. You should know that. Yeah. You love Bethesda. See. They make uh, they make, um, the Elder Scrolls games. Yeah, but see, 
Years ago, there was nothing wrong with one-player games because, one, a lot of consoles only supported, like, one or two-player games, so it was alright to make one-player games. Two, most people that grew up playing video games usually played them by themselves. And three, you know, there are a lot more people that we all know that play video games that want to play with us at the same time. So what I'm saying is there's no reason to make a one-player game that has no capability to be multiplayer. There's no reason for it. Yeah. Unless unless you want to lose money. Unless you want to spend more money and not make more, then yeah, by all means, do what you want to do. But I think that the reason why, uh, like certain game companies, I have no problem with them making a single-player game. Um, like Bethesda, for instance, the ones who make Elder Scrolls, Arena, mm-hmm. uh, Daggerfall, Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim. Yeah, Those they, games are all awesome, but yeah. they are making a multiplayer MMO. Exactly. See, they're starting to learn. No, 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 but it's okay for you to come out with a single-player game as long as you have games in your catalog that are multiplayer. No, there's... See, this day and age, I I have to disagree. There's no reason to have a single-player game that can't be multiplayer when it's 2013. Well, do you want them to do, like, I believe, was it Saints Row 2 where it was a single-player game and then they just threw on some multiplayer and the multiplayer wasn't hashed out completely? That When that happens, to do what Halo did. Whereas, you can play on campaign mode with four different people at the same time, if you so choose. Yeah, but that only happened in Halo 2. Halo 1 was never like that. Halo 1 was uh, a single-player game that you could link up other consoles and play it multiplayer. But you had to buy... You had to have three other consoles with multiple connections. Yeah, that was relatively annoying. But that was early in the cycle. When Halo 2 actually... Halo 2 actually let you get to the point where you would have multiple people in your party and you would go to the campaign mode and you can get all the way to the start button to start the game but you couldn't start the game because it wouldn't let you play that way yeah but I see the thing about it for me is games that are single player only I if I want to play a multiplayer game I just play a multiplayer game if I sometimes I'm in a mood in which I don't want to play with other people so I play those single player games. Sometimes those single player games are more fleshed out as in storyline plot and just game mechanics, overall game mechanics, because they know you can't play with anybody else. So no. they know you have to be able to play this game and this I game get, has to be good. I get what you're saying. What I'm saying is game companies should not force you to play by yourself and they should not force you to play with other people. You should have the option to choose for yourself if you want to play by yourself or with other people. But you do have the option. Both of those capabilities should be in the same game. But you do have the option. You can go to the store and you can buy either a multiplayer game or or a one-player game. You have that option. There shouldn't be... Most of the games nowadays are uh, have them both in the game. For me to have that option, I shouldn't have to spend $60, $70 twice on two separate games. Why would you be buying two separate games? Because you you just said you have that option. You could buy this game or that game. I shouldn't have to buy two separate games. I should be able to buy one game and have all those options in the same game. And you do with most games. There's no reason there's certain games that there's there's no reason to have single player only on any game that ever comes out from today forward. 
Well, there are games. There are games that are single player only, like the Bethesda games, the Fallout games. At one point, were all single player only. I think to some extent they kind of still are, unless you buy the console ones. But um, but then you have games that are online only, which is um, like uh, well MMOs, of course. But um, what was that game? Crackdown was online only. For the most part, it was online only. The first one, maybe not so much, but the second one definitely was online only. Um, Shadowrun, which by chance plug, uh, there's a new Shadowrun that's coming out. I believe it's on PC. It might be on Steam. Um, but Shadowrun, the one that came out on console, was totally horrible. But that game was strictly online. I don't think it had a mo- uh, offline one-player mode on-, on it. So, but also speaking of um, in regards to uh, there's of course the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four. But this is the generation that we're going to actually... Oh, and the Wii U, but who's really buying that? But this is also the generation... Why not? The generation in which we're going to get some consoles that are from your established players. Those players being Ouya, GameStick, and Mojo. Ouya was a Kickstarter that was, what, about nine months ago to a year ago? Uh, They're making a set-top console in which they're putting... um, it's basically everything. These three consoles are all Android-based. Um, it's like playing an Android game that's on your phone on your television. Whereas some phones will allow you to play stuff on your television. Like I had an LG Thrill um, that allowed me to plug uh, a wire, a HDMI wire, from directly from my phone to my television. But most phones don't do that. So, but the Ouya has a controller, um, a um, the actual device itself that plugs into the console itself. And, you know, it's like your traditional con- game console. Um, the game stick, which is, oh, the Ouya is, I believe it's $100. The game stick is a console, another Android console. But this one, it's mo- mainly a controller. And it has a, a, a sensor, uh, not a sensor, but an input device. Kind of like you would put into your uh, mouse um receiver you plug it into an HDMI port on your television and you can do the same thing as the Ouya where you play different games like I think um what is that Shadow Gun and like uh Smash Cops and those kind of games that are a Riptide GT that are popular on phones currently today. Um but that console is only I believe $79.99. I, I know I'm getting that console. I I contributed to that Kickstarter so I know they're gonna, I'm going to get that. I'm probably going to get the beta copy or something like that first. And then I'm going to get the real one later on. But um, there's the third one, which is from the people who make third-party uh, hardware for game for game consoles. And that's Mad Cats. Mad Cats is coming out with their own Android. Yeah, they're coming out with their own Android-based Man, console. Man, I haven't heard... The, I haven't heard the name called, Mad Cats in years. That console is called, I believe it's called the Mojo. And it's playing, it's doing the same thing where, it's doing the same thing as uh, the Ouya where it's a set-top device and you plug it into a, a um, television and you play the games through with their control and everything else. I, th- I believe all three of them uh, have, you ha- have the option to play uh, up to with up to I believe four, maybe eight, definitely four players. But uh, some of them might have eight. I can't see how that's even possible, but um, definitely four. Um, 
they're both relatively small and they'll probably be updated and you you definitely be able to make your own games on either any of these con- consoles because after all they're on Android Android is an open source um, platform uh, I, I pretty much think the game stick would probably be pretty good because that's just under a hundred dollars with I'm pretty sure the mojo is well will be a hundred dollars and the Ouya is a hundred dollars so I believe that the Ouya comes out July maybe next month and the game stick also I believe comes out July the mojo I'm not entirely sure when that actual game console comes out so um, that's pretty much the only information I have on those consoles what do you think about any of those consoles? Do you think you'll be buying any of those? or Well, you're probably not going to get the game stick, considering you could just play mine. But outside of that, do you think you're going to get the other two? Mm, no, I probably won't. You don't really play Android. You don't really even have an Android phone, so to you it's not that big a deal. I guess to a lot of people it really isn't that big a deal. I don't even really want to get an Android phone. Yeah. No, not really. No. Mm. But um, that's you know I think it, I think it's good to have competition against the other uh, consoles you know to have have something uh, alternative outside of PlayStation and Xbox because those consoles are expensive they're like five four five six hundred dollars so you know not everybody especially in this economy has that kind of money to just be spending on a game system sure these game systems do a lot of things. You know, the Xbox is, you know, you could watch NFL Network type stuff on it. You could play, like, of course, Blu-ray player is going to be in the Xbox. You know, most people listening to this probably already know what's the, a lot of things that are going to be in these consoles. But, you know, some people just don't have the money for that. So, if you can get, like, something that's pretty neat, you know, for 100 just under $100, I think it's worth it. I'm, I think it's good to have something that's, you know, uh... Um, kind of bargain, ba- not bargain basement, but like bargain type pricing on a console that's brand new. You know, there, there needs to be bargain pricing on the console and the new games that are coming out. Because personally, I don't feel I should spend that much money on a game where as soon as I play the game, I instantly notice a flaw that's in the game that should not be in a game. No, nah, that's really gonna piss me off. Yeah, that is true. That would be. That is sometimes a problem with some of these games. Um, and I'm the first one to notice flaws about every game. Yeah. So uh, we're at that point in which we're going to um, play another song. And this song will be uh, Belt Punch Crawl from the Nabari No OU uh, anime. Nabar no Oyu is another anime that I ended up watching on, um, it was on Netflix, actually, back when, I'm not even sure if Netflix has these animes anymore, but I'm, I know you can watch them online somewhere, so, you know, I, I thought it was a pretty good anime, I haven't seen that, like, five years, maybe, so, you know, actually, I don't even think I finished watching the anime, uh, it's like 26 episodes of anime, only made it season one, I don't know if they had it second season in the works or what but it's been a while so I would imagine they don't so but enjoy
Okay, so that was Velt Punch Crawl from the Nabari No OU uh, anime. Um, so what we're going to talk about next is um, if we've seen any movies recently. I know the two of us last week saw, uh, what is it, Man of Steel? Yes, sir. Yeah, Man of Steel. And, you know, it's, for those who haven't, who don't know, that's basically a Superman movie. The new Superman movie. Uh, what you yeah. think of the movie? I mean, Common Sense, Man of Steel. Would tell most people with Common Sense that it's Superman. But then again, Common Sense isn't common, and a lot of people are just retards. Anyway, no, the movie was really great. I thought the movie was pretty good. Now, keep in mind, me personally, I'm not really a Superman fan by any means of the imagination. I think Superman is too much a goody-goody, and there's too, you know, he, you know, for the most part, never does anything wrong. You know, he, it's like he's such a good boy all the time, every single time, a good boy scout. Whereas in this movie, he wasn't. He, there was a lot of things that happened. They had given a lot of good backstory. Uh, I would say half the movie, the first half of the movie was his backstory, really. How he was, for the most part, how, uh, what happened on Krypton and the things that, uh, happened when he actually got to the planet and the family that the Kents that he was with and how they raised him and then the second half of the movie was where all, pretty much all the action was you know now there's going to be of course this whole segment is really a spoiler but um the thing is like if you were like okay we live in the New York New York area New York City area and there's parts of this movie that's just crazy where you know the second half of the movie in which all the action's in the pretty much the um general zod and his minions pretty much destroy what is appears to be well metropolis has always been like a, a takeoff in new york and they literally have planes crashing into buildings they have buildings collapsing they have a whole bunch of craziness and if you're from this area, specifically the New York area, it may be a little too much. And uh, I've heard some reviewers say that, you know, are we ready for this kind of thing already? Or is this a little too early? I think it's not too early, I think, for the most part. I didn't really notice it all that much. I noticed the buildings coming down, but it didn't really remind me of it until after I saw the reviews and the review. The people reviewing this was making it seem like that was the case. So, for me, it wasn't that big a deal. What do you think in regards to that aspect? I didn't think about that at all when I was watching the movie. Didn't think about it one time. Saw the buildings get destroyed. I'm like, well, it's the aliens destroying everything. I didn't think about what had actually happened in real life. No. Didn't think about that at all. Yeah. Well, I know, me personally, I didn't think about it at the time. So, and then when they brought it up, I was like, yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. But um, outside of everything, everything being everything, I thought the movie was pretty good. I liked it. Anyone who's a Superman fan there, of course, they'll find, Superman fanboys are going to find fall, fault in just about everything. So, but I, I would say as a, as a whole, when we went to see it, I think it was that Friday, the morning, that Friday morning after the premiere, which was at midnight on Thursday, um, I went to go see it. Obviously, there were fanboys in the audience because when the movie ended, people were clapping. And personally, I don't really understand why people clap at the end of movies. Yeah, but, I found that kind of odd. But they were clapping, and I mean, myself, 
I mean, the guy who made the movie isn't sitting here with us, so why are you clapping? Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I don't mean like a golf clap. I mean, these people were really like clapping, clapping. Yeah. So I'm like, eh. That's why I, I, I'm sure something happened at the end of the movie, but I just left. So it did, to me, it wasn't really worth it. But um, the only other movie I know the movie I seen with my girlfriend was uh, I saw uh, Star Trek. And Star Trek, for someone who's watched Star Trek, because our mother is a big Star Trek fan, she's not a Trekkie. Technically, she's not going to go to, like, the premieres of these movies and go and uh, dress up and go to these movies and stuff like that. But she she's a big sci-fi nut, and she particularly likes um, Star Trek specifically. And when I saw Star Trek, the sequel, uh, Into the Darkness, it was actually pretty good. It was another movie in which the city was being destroyed just like the city was being destroyed in Man, uh, in Man of Steel. But... Um, as a whole, you know, it's funny because there was really only two black people in the movie, and that was the one black person really isn't black, and she was the uh, communications officer of horror in um, Star Trek. And uh, the one other black person was uh, the guy who actually, spoiler, uh, he blew up uh, London. Um, uh, so, but in this movie, you saw who Khan was. Khan showing up in the movie, and of course, someone screamed out, Khan! In the movie, so, you know. Well, you're looking at me like that, but, you know, in the original Star Trek with William Shatner, they used to scream out Khan on a regular basis. I'm trying to figure out who Khan is. Um, honestly, I don't know. Offhand, he, well, in the movie, he was, uh, he was a, a, a better human, basically. He was, uh, it evolved. Um, human, so, and I guess the humans made him, and or he, uh, he, he and his uh, elk were floating in space, and some humans found him and brought him back to life because they were in cryogenic uh, form, and he brought him back to life, and he used him to make uh, Starfleet more military, military, military. Yes, that's the word, and. Um, yeah, basically he didn't like how things was going and Khan turned on Starfleet and started doing some messed up stuff. So, but in the original show, I, I don't remember, that was so long ago. So, what we're going to do now is we're going to have that, uh, our last song, and that's going to be um, from, I don't remember who makes this song, but it's called Battle Cry and it's from uh, Samurai Champloo. Some days, some nights, 
from the Samurai Champloo title song, Battle Cry. Uh, like I said, I don't really remember who actually did the actual song, so... But uh, we're at that moment in time in which this is pretty close to the end of this podcast. And what we're going to talk about right now is basically uh, Comic-Cons, you know, pretty much right around the corner. And uh, they have, uh, they I know they sold the four and three day passes and those things sold out for the New York Comic-Con. So, which by chance, uh, Comic-Con, I believe, is from the 12th to the 4th or, 4th or 15th of October, and of course, we plan on going to Comic-Con, matter of fact, this one over here plans on uh, cosplaying, so, I don't really cosplay, I don't really have an issue with it, I really enjoy when people uh, do the cosplaying aspect of it, oh yeah, um, it's gonna happen, but uh, um, I, I do get a kick out of what, seeing the different costumes. Of course, you can tell which people have been planning for a year and which people are doing it on the fly. So the people who plan it for a year, those costumes really end up pretty good. And, you know, being me, being animated uh, to some extent, it's, you know, it's cool to see different characters. Sometimes I can name which character and which anime they're in. Sometimes I'm a bit vague on it. So, but, uh... Do you have an idea who you're gonna um, cosplay? What character you're gonna do? Oh, I already know who I'm gonna do. Oh, so you're not just, you're just not gonna say it for the podcast? Yeah, I'm not. Wow, good job. I thought maybe we get a little exclusive or something like that, but yeah, obviously, no, no. obviously not. No, so, in all of your faces, no, no. But uh, I uh, we play. We'll probably end up going on a Sunday. We usually go on a Sunday. So um, yeah. So that was our first podcast. This first uh, episode of. Uh, Otaku American, thanks for listening and have a wonderful day. There we go.